Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, this is Jeff, and you're listening to The War for the Tower. This is another one of our backstory episodes. It features Brittany Swenson of The Forge Podcast and Guild of Misfit Games. Brittany plays Seraph, who is a changeling from a D&D style universe. Uh, she's lived underground for a long time, and uh, so it's, it's I'm going to get a chance to do a lot of really cool um, fish-out-of-water stuff. So uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. In case this is your first entry into the War for the Tower and you're wondering what it's all about, it's set in the world of the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. My name is Jeff. I'm the host and cast member over at Shattered Worlds RPG, which is an actual play show based on a tabletop RPG that I'm developing, and my friends and guests are working together to make the game more playable and more fun, and uh, eventually you'll be able to buy that book or, or get it for free, whatever we decide to do. So that's where I'm from, and I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I recently finished the Dark Tower series, and I'm really excited to be a part of that world. I hope you enjoy this backstory episode, and... I think the first big group episode is supposed to drop in January, uh, but you know how these things go. Um, but anyway, until then, we'll have five or six backstory eps out, and yeah, we should be ready to go real soon. Thanks for listening, and this is Brittany Swenson. Actually, I don't know anything about Dark Tower, which I figure may may might be a good thing because neither does Seraph. So I'll we'll just both be of in the dark course. for a little while. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's a little cold this evening. You're standing kind of hunkered in this totally empty living room. There's a few pieces of furniture that they left, but everything else is in storage or has been moved. You see lines where there was fancy art up on the walls. For some reason, somebody has left this giant, wide, golden, almost like a brazier, but just sort of a hammered bowl, and it's empty. It's just sitting in the middle of the living room, and you're looking at it, and you're wondering what it might be, but it's everything else is gone. There's nobody here, and it looks like the servants haven't trimmed the bushes or whatever in a couple days. Like, it's it looks freshly taken care of, but... But maybe uh, there's a couple newspapers on the front porch or something. Right. Yeah. No. They've they've obviously not been here for a couple of days. So. So uh, what? Uh, again, have what does Seraph do? Um, I'm just gonna try to. I'm just kind of walking around, seeing if I can find any letters about where they might be going, or like any maps or anything like that. But at this point, like I've followed them around for a while, and I know that like I just have to kind of wait until they show back up. Ooh. Okay. Nice. So I think just kind of investigating the house to see if there's anything anything that they missed, anything that might tell me, you know, where their next move was. Cool. So uh, we use a deck of cards in this game with two extra or like with the two jokers. And we just run through the deck until it runs out uh, and then we reshuffle. So uh, if you got your deck handy, start flipping cards. So uh, this will be... Let's go wit and investigation flip. So it looks like you have two wit okay. and no investigation. So you get two cards plus another one because you're healthy. Cool. And then if you get anything between a 10 and an ace, that's a success. All right. Well, I drew a seven, an eight, and a nine. So maybe I need to shuffle my deck. <laughs> okay. That's no successes. So uh, so what I already told you is about all there is. You see a few scraps of paper or, or uh, rug fibers here and there, like a couple of tomato stains, but nothing that helpful. Now roll an intelligence plus, I guess, intelligence plus survival. Okay. So you have two dots in survival and... Two in intelligence, so that'll be four plus the healthy. That's five cards. All right, so I got a king and an ace. Nice. Okay, no jokers? No jokers. All right, so you hear, as you start to hear, like, um, the silence in the room kind of, it's almost like it 
it swirls a little bit and rings off the edge of the golden bowl. And then much louder, you hear a snarly growling sound from uh, through the back door in the garden landscape lawn area. Okay. Well, first thing I'm going to do, it. I'm going to go check out that growl. Can I see like okay. out into the back? Uh, yeah, there's, there's still some curtains that they left, just really basic curtains. And one of them is pulled off about halfway. So you can see about a quarter of the way out into the garden. There's a wooden patio and a bunch of potted plants and then some kind of features out there, but it's, it's a little dark. And from where you're standing, maybe just outside of your range of vision. Okay. And, uh, you don't see any creatures out there, but you hear the growling kind of low. Maybe some animal has seen something. Hmm. Well, then I'm going to go check out that bowl that is now, I guess, making noise. <laughs> okay. Are you like making periodic looks back over your shoulder? Or yeah. Something? Okay. So you go back to this bowl. It's about maybe two and a half feet in diameter you kind of lean down a little bit and you just hear this faintest kind of ringing noise. Hmm. You hear the growl again and you realize it's, it's almost like every time the growl happens, the, the bull sings a little bit. Like somebody hit it with like a spoon or something and it's like dinging and reverberation or like the sound is coming from the bull. Like it's resonating after the growl, kind of like if you dropped a, pebble into a lake or something huh can i like can i do anything to inspect the bowl any further or is like that that all i know it's it's hammered like so perfectly that you can't see the the any sort of sign of the tool it's just kind of these very thin ridges it's very expertly made and it's it's so wide that it's you're not sure what its purpose would be it's not for cooking, obviously, but it's definitely like gold or gold plated. Looks heavy. Mm-hmm. If you want to flip it over, it might have a artist's mark. I don't know what to do. <laughs> 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 I like don't know anything. I'm just like, well, this bull is making noise, and now there's a growling sound outside, and I don't particularly want to deal with either of those things. So, <laughs> just then, you hear a knock at the front door. Oh. A knock at the front door. Is there like a peephole on the front door or anything? Or like a window by the front door that I can look at? You'd have to go down the hallway about uh, 15 feet and then turn to the right a little bit. There's an alcove and then uh, a big double door, thick wood jobby with windows on either side. Uh, well, uh, I guess I'm going to answer the door. Nice. Okay. <laughs> you, you you walk over to the door. How are you going to look or like what's your what's your status here? I think I'm going to since I know this family, I know kind of the uniform that the slaves would wear, so I'm just going to um right, I know like what the slaves would look like, so I'm just going to kind of assume that form and I guess answer the door. Okay, cool. Are you going to uh you have all your gear on. Oh, I guess that's fair. That's a good point. Uh, well, I mean, there's nothing really that I can do. Like either I take off all my gear and then I'm naked or I answer the door and all of my, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to answer the door and all my gear. And then if whoever's at the door questions that I'm just going to say that I'm like one of the guards that stayed behind. So as you open the door, you see like a, an elegantly like crafted gold slipper and then reddish goldish robes and then by the time the door opens you realize it's this uh kind of creaky maybe 75 80 year old uh guy with wispy white hair and he looks kind of sleepy and uh he gives you a look and he's like excuse me are, are you uh are you related to the to the Muldoons I'm sorry this is the Craghand residence you must have the wrong house Craghand? Uh, well, I talked to George Muldoon uh, just the other day. Uh, I didn't meet a Craghand. Anyway, do you work here? Are you one of the staff? I am, yes. Well, you gotta... I think you might have a fire or something. There's a red light on the top of the house. Come on, look. 
Uh, and, and you notice now like some other uh, visitors, like tourist types, spectators are coming out of their houses and like oh, okay. looking so up this, above the so house. So this dude isn't just like trying to get me outside. There's like probably like an actual thing happening. <laughs> if he is, he has accomplices. Okay. Yeah, great. So I'm going to, I guess I'm going to go outside and check out this big red light on top of my house. <laughs> Okay, so you're walking out and and you look back up and you see, sure enough, there's a red light just floating two or three feet above your roof and it's it's glowing enough to brighten this whole area. Does it look like a fire? No, it looks like an orb of some kind of magical reddish light, almost like a tiny sun Hmm. that's uh, not hot enough to burn the roof below it. And you hear people whispering and murmuring and, you know, you imagine any minute the the patrols will show up to see what the fuss is about. Well, that's weird. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, do you you know what it is? Have Uh, Have you seen this before? In fact, I have not. No. But don't worry, I'm going to go find out what it is and see if maybe I can get it turned off so that the folks around here can can have a good night's rest, or day's rest, I guess. Muldoon is a wizard, right? He, he maybe shipping something? Is he shipping products through some magical thing? I know they're going on a trip. No, I, I don't believe so. I think that most of their belongings have already been taken from, from the house, uh, but... I mean, perhaps that there's something that they didn't tell me. I'm, I'm going to go check it out. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'll follow you. Oh. And he starts to come inside. <laughs> Why? You're asking right. him that? I'm going to go with it. Like, hopefully this dude isn't okay. trying to kill me. And if he is, like, I've got a gun. It's going to be fine. Okay. He says, George kept a notepad in, in this cabinet. And he, and he walks and he starts going down the hallway back towards the living room kitchen area. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to climb the 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 grand staircase and see if i can get up onto the roof via the house okay as you get to the top of the the railing you see him kind of a huh and he walks over and he's inspecting the gold bowl has the gold bowl changed or is it still just making noise you think it it must be making noise faint enough that only he could hear it Uh uh-huh because he's clearly trying to listen to it Hmm. uh where did you want to go I'm going to keep trying to get to the roof because I, I, the the orb is like on the roof-ish, right? Like above it? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to keep getting up there and in the kind of my periphery, keep track of this dude, make sure he like doesn't. I mean, I guess I don't care if he steals anything, so whatever. <laughs> uh, well, you've been here for a while searching everything, so you know that there is a uh, one of those pull-down attic things up to the attic, and you went up there and uh, it was empty too. Okay. Other than that, there's balconies outside each big bedroom that you could probably get onto the roof. Yeah, that's, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go get a, get to a balcony and then just kind of like climb the house from there. Should be easy Okay, enough. you stroll through the master bedroom and you're going out to the windows. Uh, they've just got one of those little uh, handle locks. And you see something and you hear a growl. Oh, geez. Uh, is the growl... Like an like an straight echoing, ahead. It's straight ahead. It like, you think whatever it is 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 out there outside the window somewhere. Okay. Can I carefully creep up to the window and like peep out? Hell yeah, roll uh uh agility and sneaking. sneaking. Or flip rather. Flip agility and sneaking. So that's uh sneaking is your mastery. So you'll get four cards and then agility is two, so you get six. Cool. And you get an extra card because of your chameleon power. Okay. So you're going to flip six, seven, plus one, eight, because you're healthy. Two aces, a queen, and a jack. That's four successes. Is the queen the queen of hearts by any chance? It is the queen of hearts. Holy smokes, you get two more cards. So that's that's six? So six successes. You are completely unnoticeable. You slide through the shadows and you get to one side of the thing and you see there is a full on like giant shouldered dog low to the ground. It's all black with like some kind of red light in the eyes and it's sniffing around 
and this thing looks burly like it could be 200 pounds like it's it's big and it's sniffing and looking through the window trying to see what's in there oh the dog's trying to see what's in here okay yeah and it's almost like human in its body shape you know it's still a dog face but but it's really like you wouldn't be surprised if they could stand on two legs like it it looks serious (laughs) cool um I'm going to just observe it for a little bit and see if it like tries to break through the window or tries to like climb the house or what it's doing up here. It's just sniffing right now. Hmm. Downstairs, you hear a, a shout and then a scream. Oh, geez. Uh, it's really high pitched, but you think it's that guy that you just met and the clatter of glass. And does it sound a tiny like he little just bit ran of snarling into something and broke it or does it sound like he's in trouble? It sounds like he's being attacked by oh. someone or something. All right. Well, I'm going to go down there and see what the heck's going on with him. I can't let this random dude die. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. You come running down. You get to the edge of the railing. You don't see him, but you see a smear of blood off to one side of your your vantage point from up on top of the stairs. And he's gurgling and like trying to scream. I'm going to try to go down there as quietly as possible. Um, All right. And see, like, are there drag marks? Like, did he get dragged off, or is it just? Like, yeah, it's little... like somebody was covered in blood and then got dragged really fast. Oh, cute! And then glass shattering. <laughs> yeah, the glass shattering happens simultaneous. So, like, now the gurgling and stuff is happening. Oh, this dude's dead. All right, I'm gonna. But you, you also hear like banging, like he might be being thrown against the wall. Well, all right, uh, go hard or go home. I'm going to go try to rescue this dude. Okay, are you going to jump down there or run or keep sneaking? Uh, I'm going to try to keep sneaking. If I can be not detected by this thing and maybe surprise it, that would be the best course of action, I think. Nice. Okay, so flip another uh, four plus two plus one plus eight flips. Eight flips? Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> so I got two jacks and a king and a joker. So three successes and a joker. So uh, usually in a thing like this, I can have it uh, just happen right away. Like you sneak all the way down to the edge of the living room and then uh, sneeze or something. But sometimes I can hold them. So I'm going to hold one and, and uh, whip it out later. <laughs> so you get all the way down to the edge you see the living room you hear him being banged around uh the smears and stuff from your vantage point go straight past the bowl into the wall up around kind of a few feet up the wall and then out of your vision off to the right and you hear him banging around uh he'd probably be banging more if there was more furniture and gurgling and snarling and you see the bits of glass off to the the farthest right that you can see from here and he still doesn't notice me Right, he's still out of your vision. He hasn't stopped doing whatever he's doing. To, oh, okay. So he probably hasn't heard you or seen you. Okay. So what would you do here? What, what's Seraph? What's Seraph's play here? You said it's not quite in my uh, field of vision. What's happening? Yeah, the living room stretches out to the back door that the glass door that the the creature must have come through, and it then it goes wraps around out of your vision to a kitchen and dining room. And then, so if you go forward, you'll be able to see the kitchen to your right and the living room ahead of you. You'll pretty much have the full view. Well, all right. I guess I'm going to go forward. Okay, you go forward. You look out to the right of the kitchen, and you see the fucking dog just slamming the poor old man every few seconds, like, into the wall or lifting him up and banging him into the floor. His neck's been split open and blood's pouring out of it. His face has blood on it. His left hand has been chewed up. You think a finger might be missing. (laughs) And right now it's got him with both hands with one of his legs. And he's just like banging him into the ground while he starts screaming again. But he's still alive. Yeah. When all of a sudden. Oh, geez. Right behind you comes a creature. (laughs) Oh, no. And it grabs you and 
throws you into the corner of the wall that you just looked around. So your neck and your head hit one side, your butt and your hips and everything go turning another way. And it's as if like a bodybuilder just crumpled you into the ground and then a big ass jaw mouth thing lands on your shoulder and starts squeezing. Okay. And unless you do something, it will do a lot of damage. <laughs> uh, can I try to, well, this, this, you said a jaw is clamping down on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So it's going to do six damage unless you like, say, use your dodge. Oh yes. Then that's what I would like to do. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're like six damage. And I'm like, that's all of it. That's all of my damage. That's so it. you like crumple up and you use your chameleon power to like uh, thick up your skin on the one side and you're like make your neck and joints kind of floppy and you bounce off that wall and it's still got its mouth on your jaws, but, but you're not hurt. Uh, okay, so cool. now you can act and all right. you go before it. You're a little faster. Okay, sweet. So then I am going to try to pull out my gun and a jaw usually is attached to a face. So I'm going to shoot this thing in its face. Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to be a, uh, what did we say? Agility and firearms. And uh, do you want to use your bullet time? Uh, your special yeah. gunslinger ability. Okay. So uh, you want to paint all five targets on one face, I imagine? I do. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to get, you get the one as the base, and then you get uh, one extra card for each four. So you'll get five, or I mean four extra cards for this guy. So that'll be six. You're unhurt. So seven plus four. That's 11 cards. And those shots revol resolve before he ever gets to attack you all right so i got uh three successes did you get any jokers uh no awesome that's really good okay so you do uh three damage to it i think does your you just have the regular pistol does it do any extra damage not presently no okay cool so yeah you blast it right in the face the bullet like scrapes across the top of its like iron like skull and bangs through the top of its left eye and tears that up real good and then through the skin of his jowls and shit and then ricochets all over the place. He jumps up off of you and stretches up his entire full shape and blots out any ambient light that was coming through the window and you're just like staring up into the maw of total death and darkness. Just like this big black void. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, and then it attacks. I'm going to try to get the heck away from this thing. I guess it, <laughs> okay. does it get to do a thing now? Yeah, it's attacking you. And it comes down hard with both hands uh, trying to give you a, a double Star Trek whack. One okay. success, two success, three success, oh, God. four successes, <laughs> five successes. So it's going to do five damage unless um, I assume I, you use your other dodge. I was going to say, can I use my second dodge? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, you roll out of the way. Do you roll towards the living room or uh, back towards the stairs? Uh, back or towards down the, the stairs. Hallway? Okay, you roll back up towards the stairs. And so you get in between the, the railing on your left and the wall on your right. But they're pretty wide stairs, so it's, it's not much cover. Uh-huh. You hear the old man screaming at you for, for help. He's like, ah, I'm dying, please oh, no. do something. Ah! Um, I am. Oh, I don't know if I want to yell back that I'm like coming to help him because I don't want to alert the other thing that's like killing him. I don't know. It probably already knows. <laughs> well, I'm you here. are you are shooting bullets. OK, listen, at a, at a monster. Um, are you the type to scream while you shoot? Or are you totally silent? Uh, no, I'm a very stoic shooter. Nice. All right. What What's your play here? You rolled out of the way. Uh-huh. Um, it's your turn now. But. Oh, by the way, you oh. realize that this thing could have totally killed you instantly with its claws and its bite. So, like, clearly that other one is probably, unless that guy is secretly super powerful, 
he's probably like letting him stay alive. Just letting him stay. Oh, cute. Okay. Uh, like maybe they're trying to get you. Like a like using bait. Him as a pawn. I understand. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I'm gonna. Shit. <laughs> Just right there at the bottom of the stairs. <gasps> this will distract him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Ooh, can I? Uh, jump up onto his back and use my whip as reins and just like choke him out slash ride him like a bull. That sounds fucking awesome. I'm going to give you an extra, extra flip on that one because that's dope. <laughs> uh, so that'd be melee, which you don't have any ranks in. Sweet. And brawn, which you have two. So that's two plus the extra one plus one for being healthy. That'll be four. One success. Woo. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So you managed to get on him and, and get your whip, like the end of it in your other hand, but you haven't quite figured out a way to get the best leverage before you yank it tight. So you're kind of like up under his jaw, but not quite where you want it to right. be. Um, so he's not restrained, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and he decides... To run into the living room towards the bull with you on his back and drops down really quick on his front haunches, like maybe five feet from the bull, and then whips his butt muscles up and, oh, and no. stretches out his back legs so that you are going to go flying up and over. Just like buck me into off, the living off room. Off its head. Yeah. Uh, oh. So how you're out of dodge. What are you going to do? Uh can I try to land on my feet? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is uh, that, agility? you let go of the whip, or are you trying to stay attached to him? Oh, well, I mean, I guess I could just try to stay attached to him. I f maybe that would be easier than trying to, okay, like, Okay, so that'll be brawn plus, brawn plus athletics, uh, which, so that'll be two plus one because you're still healthy, right? Or did you get, yeah, you didn't get bit yet. No, I didn't get bit um, yet. I've been, so, I used yeah. all of my dodges to avoid him. Um, uh, so That's going to be cards. one success to stay on his back. One success. Okay. So um, you're still attached to him, but you come down right in front of his giant jawed face and one foot goes down flat and kind of off to one side, but the other one slips against the bowl and it clatters or whatever. And then your knee hits the ground. Boom. Ooh. And it sends a, a shockwave of pain into your body. And that hurt. And it just snarls and like growls and bristles at you. And you're like standing next to this ringing out bull. And the guy is just like, please, I'm dying. You have to help me. <laughs> and then that other one drags the guy out from behind the kitchen, uh, behind the bar area, around the dining room and into your view. And you now it's. Now that you're looking over that way, you see all the glass just shattered in a big arc in front of the door, and the wind has started to blow in. And that red glow is still shining over the the backyard, and people are knocking on the front door. Oh, well, I'm not going to let those people in, because those people are going to be dead. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to scream, uh, no one's home, at the door. No one's home. Uh, All right. The, the one dog keeps slowly dragging the guy into the living room. The other one's still just kind of staring at you. And people are shouting. Nobody believes you. Of course, nobody believes reason. me. <laughs> There's like a cacophony of ridiculousness happening in here, but it's fine. It's fine. And they, the fine. animals are snarling and the, the uh, guy's gurgling. And the bowl is ringing out even louder now. The bowl is ringing out even louder. I'm going to pick up the bowl and try to chuck it at this bug. Is it that? Is it big enough that I can do Or is it small enough that I can That's do awesome. that? Or how big is this bowl? Well, if it's solid gold, it's going to be really heavy. But uh, you haven't, you hadn't touched it yet. Okay. So well, I mean. Up and, and what do you want to do with it? I'm just going to try to frisbee it into this dog's face. But with two hands. Okay, he's like, really close. Do you want to? Uh, he's really close to you, so it'd be like. Oh, just like smack uh, him with it then. Uh, so, but if you want to do a backflip or something or a front. Yeah, it'd be a backflip to get away from him first. You could do that. Oh, yeah. 
let's do that. Okay. Nice. Might as okay, well show so, off while I'm here, right? Even to this dude yeah, who's about to die. It's going to be fine. It'll it'll be agility plus melee uh, so plus one card because you're healthy. Three. <laughs> and I get no successes. Oh, Okay. Good. Do you want to use any drive? You have four. And you use them uh, one at a time. You don't have to pick how many. I was like, Just I'm not going to use all four. four. That sounds aggressive. Oh, and then you can also use one hero point per flip, and that gives you two, two extras. Yeah, and this I'm is for do the that. flip and the throw, not just the flip. All right, I got an ace. Woo! How many cards did you flip? Just one. Just one. Okay. Uh, so the more now that that's your success, if you want to flip more, if you get more successes, that's how much damage you do to him. Okay. How many more do I flip? Well, actually, he only had four health before he goes unconscious. So you hit him with it. Boom. He like goes and falls down. And uh, you see little bits of dust come up from the carpet. And now the ringing just goes. And it's getting louder and louder. And it ripped across his cheek kind of sideways under his nose. And it left this gold dust that's like pouring out of him and then you see like maggots start pouring out of his nose as he slumps to the ground and uh little bits of sparks are coming out of one eye that you shot and then the bowl skitters across the ground and bounces off the wall and lands upside down and all the ringing stops oh the guy holding the or the dog holding the guy like stops snarling and almost stands up straight and looks at you like like with its hand on a knee like a bear might and one of its back legs is still holding the guy's busted ass leg oh, he's no. just kind of going oh, oh he's, no. he's kind of amazed that you were able to take it out and so he's decided to be quiet now the dog or the dude the or dude both. that the dog's holding him with one of his paws and just like has shut up uh-huh and the dog's just looking uh, at you, like, waiting for something to happen. So the the one that I hit with the bowl is dead, is what I've... He's gathered. unconscious. Is that what happened? Or is he he's still... He's still breathing, but he's unconscious. Okay, great. So I'm going to pull up my gun, and I'm going to point it at this other one. And I'm going to... I I don't know. I'm going to try to talk to it, I guess. Maybe. Nice. Maybe it can speak. <laughs> uh, nice. What are you going to do? I'm going to ask it what the hell it's doing here. Nice. Okay, I guess that would be charm and like are you trying to intimidate it or persuade it? I think I don't think intimidate is the right way to go. I think persuade might be a better. Uh... Okay. So you have 2 in that and you have 3 in charm. So flip 5 cards plus 1 for healthy. Uh I got <laughs> I got one success and a joker. <laughs> perfect um so he kind of squats down even further and like leans to the left and the guy goes because he's just leaning on like one of his knees and like hurting him a little bit and it sighs and then it goes mum, mum, waiting and just stares at you. He said waiting? Like weird red eyes. Oh, yeah, he totally said waiting. And then you almost heard it in the back of your mind, like telepathically, even clearer. So you don't know if he made a dog noise and your brain in interpreted it or if both are happening or if it's telepathy. Like, it's weird. <laughs> I'm like, how hard did I get hit against that wall? Um, <laughs> what are you waiting for? Okay, all of a sudden you realize that you can't hear the the banging door or the shouting the shouting townsfolk. And in fact, you can't hear much of anything. The guy's gurgling and like moaning is starting to like get less and less. Almost as if with the bowls ringing going out, everything's going out. Oh jeez. And the red light fades out the window. And you swear to god this dog just smiled. And it looks off to its right just a tiny little bit with one of its its right eye. And all the glass comes sweeping up off the carpet 
and reforms into the glass door that it was before. And then a light shines on it from inside the room and you see the pale reflection of yourself and behind you, the bowl has flipped over and created this like shining corridor of light stretching up out of your view. And it's right behind you. Uh. <laughs> so it's just like deafening silence. And then. Yeah. And this warm, like weird, like chilly kind of, it goes back and forth weird. So- you know that song where he's like, I rode through the desert with a horse with no name the desert on a horse with no name yeah yeah it's like it's like freezing and oh no i'm thinking of an old song where it's like freezing in the the bright sun anyway it's a cowboy song (laughs) but i don't think it's the same song anyway uh it's kind of like that it's like you can't tell you thought it got hotter for a second but maybe it's colder and there's a moisture in the air but like your sinuses are dry and cracking and you Uh, feel yourself start to pee a little bit oh okay that's cute (laughs) glad that that's that's just like the icing on top of this shit day cake let's go um do you do you look back behind you yeah okay (laughs) so the creature almost seems to smile a little bit more as you look back over your shoulder and then the light goes down into the bowl and standing there instead is a is a man and, uh, instead of the bowl or instead of the light? Instead of the light. The bowl's kind of off to one side of him. And he's like slumping down as if he had just stepped up and out of it. And now there's a little bit of light in this room as if like somebody turned on a dimmer switch down the hall. And you can see him clearly. He's, uh, he's tallish. He's got these uh, kind of heavy-duty blue pants that, that hug the thigh and they've got all these like rivets and lines on them. He has a a somewhat loose fitting white shirt that also has like seams in odd places and buttons all the way down. The top two buttons are open and he's got some kind of a cloth necklace and he's got a, a pretty square jaw but a long face and he's got long curly bushy black hair that kind of goes down to his shoulders, but it's shorter in front. And he's got this big, crazy smile, and he pats his uh, chest with his hands. And as he steps forward, you hear this chunk, chunk, like almost almost like uh, boots on a, a wooden sidewalk, but it's just this carpeted floor. And you look down, and you see he's got these gleaming black boots with embroidery all up and down him steel toes and and steel uh heels and he starts to laugh and it's the creepiest thing that could be happening right now because there's just this giant dog over in the corner of my vision like grinning at me like an idiot and then there's this dude he looks at you and he says seraph i immediately react by pointing my gun at him (laughs) He laughs and your gun flies out of your hand, drops to the ground and the the chamber pops open and the shell pops out and it flies to him and lands between his thumb and forefinger and he lo- holds it up to his eye and he looks at it and he says, a primitive design, huh? but more sophisticated than that you'd find in my world or... Mm-hmm. Mostly my world. And then he flips it up in the air and it starts to spin. But like clearly he's using telekinesis or something because it's spinning all wobbling and it's coming towards you. And then it flies past you, hits the dog behind you, and the dog's head explodes out the back. Oh my god. (laughs) And he laughs some more. Well, that was hardly called for. (laughs) The old man starts to gurgle and like groan and come out of the out of under it and he's like oh thank goodness you saved me i've been saved oh i thought i was a goner and uh the guy walks past you and he and he reaches out to pat you on the shoulder as he walks past you i like automatically kind of like 
flinch away from him. Like, I don't. <laughs> he laughs some more and then goes up to the old man and he helps him up to his feet. And he goes, hey there, fella. That's a nice jacket you've got on there. What's your name? And he says, uh, I'm Gildorf the, the Grand. I'm a, a shopkeeper and a part-time wizard. And all of a sudden, like, are you looking at them? I'm watching them very intently, yes. Okay, so you can see under under the white-shirted man's elbow as his hand just goes forward at, like, supersonic speed into the guy's neck and goes, crushes his larynx, and then he pushes back, and the guy flops up and down, limp, and he yanks off his jacket with, or his dressing gown or whatever with his other hand and swirls it up around his shoulders like a cape as the man's body hits the ground. This is so unnecessary. I don't understand what's happening. Like You just saved this dude's life. I'm sure you could have just asked him for his coat. He points off to his left, and the dog that was unconscious starts to roll up and over onto its back and kind of wave its arms like it's having a dream. And the guy giggles. And then he pushes his fingers forward and fucking blades come out of the earth and chop the thing's neck. Oh my God. Like in several places. And he laughs some more and he yanks them out and it bleeds out into the carpet. And he looks back at you and he says, well, Seraph, you're probably wondering why I came all this way. Please sit. And he sits down cross-legged in front of you. I feel like I should probably do what he says. Uh, so I'm going to do it. He uh, reaches around in his pockets for something. And he says, do you smoke? I, I don't. Oh, shit. And then he, he started to pull out a book of matches and then he puts them back away. He says, uh, <sighs> travel as many worlds as I do. And uh, it starts to really annoy you when uh, a world doesn't enjoy tobacco. You know what I mean? And he looks you dead in the eye as if like it's your fault that he can't have a cigarette. Uh, please feel free. It, it, it doesn't bother me. Randall Flagg's my name. Here, let's shake on it. And he reaches out one hand. Uh, I reach out my hand to shake his hand. Okay. As you shake, he like pulls it a little bit in and he leans in just a touch and he says, in three days, you will receive a visitor. That visitor will enlist you in a new mission. That mission is bound to put you in conflict with my own interests. So I just wanted you to know that at any time, this new work you're engaged in gets boring or you'd like a little bit more money, power, sex, you'll come to me. And he pulls out a business card and he hands it to you. I take it. And then he spins around and pops up and he claps and the dogs explode and the old man screams louder oh, than you've no. ever heard anyone scream. And there's blood and gore all over you, the man, the the guy from next door. It is horrifying. And then he snaps his fingers and he's gone. What do you do? Uh... <laughs> Okay. The old man crawls towards you and he's kissing your feet and like thanking you for saving his life. So three days later, (laughs) that man has hosted you as his like house guest. He's treated you really well. It's almost like he's forgotten that you're a servant and he doesn't try to get to know you or ask you your name or anything, but like he's, he's very gracious and sure enough, three days later you get a visitor uh, it's a young man, hands you a letter, you tip him, and the letter reads, Dearest friend, you do not know me, but I know you. Your presence is invited 
to join a great mission, a mission that needs heroes like you. Enclosed in this envelope is a key. The door with which this key opens will come to you soon. But stay ready, for the knives of your enemies are sharp and behind every corner. And signed at the bottom, it says, Roland of Gilead, of the line of Eld. And there's a gold seal that you don't recognize, but it's like a, it looks like the shape of a crow in a circle. Uh, what would you do next? Like, do you talk to anybody about this or do you just wait for the next step? I think I'm just going to wait. I think, <laughs> I think I'm uh, a little bit, I, I'm kind of not convinced that this even has happened to me. I think maybe I hit my head real hard and uh, <laughs> you were covered in gore that took hours to clean up. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe that was a dream though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you take the golden bowl? Did I take it? Yeah. It was also covered in gore. <laughs> no, I think I just left. I think I just left it and that house and I went and took a really long bath and just tried to forget that that is it happened at all. Nice. So the man of the house is a part-time wizard, so he asks you if you need any assistance and um he brings one over and, and uh you kind of feel him out to see if he'd be helpful in any way. He connects you with a woman's society. They're kind of uh, ladies that gossip and, and ask each other questions. And it turns out the woman of the house who arrives the next day is on the board of this organization. And they're called the White Swallow Society. And so you go to one of their functions. You have tea and shit. Would you dress up in classy lady garb? This no. guy's wife. Okay, no. so you just wear your, your regular old adventuring gear? Yeah. Hopefully you got it laundered. It's still covered with gore as well. Uh, yeah, I probably cleaned it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, like, you start trying to clean it in the bathtub, and the guy's like, oh, oh and gets a servant to do it for you. <laughs> I, um, um, I tell him not to worry about it. I prefer to clean it myself. Okay, so that ingratiates you towards the servant. That servant girl comes by later and just kind of helps you, and, and you bullshit. And they're usually the best ones to, to ask any questions or, or get secret info. Uh, unless you don't trust them to keep their mouth shut. But you could ask her any questions you want. Um, I kind of want to ask her about the character of this man and his wife. Like, like who are they as people? Like, are they good people? Or are they... Uh, yeah, like... they're, they're like basically millionaire philanthropists. Oh. They're, they're high society in this... Uh, in this town, they're kind of more cultured and less crafty and scummy than a lot of big people. So when you, when he says part time wizard, what he really means is like his full time job is being a rich guy, and then mm -hmm. the wizard part is like a hobby. Yeah, but he's very influential. He's written a few papers. Okay. He's semi retired. Okay. Uh, so Gildorf and. Uh, and yeah, his wife arrives the next morning with a train of servants and a big carriage. And she went shopping and has boxes and boxes galore. And she's been told about you. And uh, it's all she wants to do is, is meet you and learn all about you and hear all about your adventures or help you with whatever you need. And she's wonderful and nice and sweet and all this stuff. So would you be open with this lady? I think moderately so. Like, obviously, I'm not going to tell her my entire life. I don't feel like I need to like have my guard up as much around her. Cool. Uh, after a while, you find out that she knew what kind of shady business the uh, Muldoons were into. And she had actually gotten together with the captain of the guard and the, the local politicians and worked out a, a plan to get them to move. And she doesn't give you the details, but she basically says, like, we got that scum out of here. Would we you took tell, care of it. <laughs> would you tell her that they're slavers? Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, she was like, I knew it. Oh, that is so terrible. How do you know so much about them? Uh, I like can't even think of a lie. <laughs> <laughs> they used to own you? Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. So most people, when they find out that you were a slave, uh, would kind of be like, ugh, ugh. Like, I don't want to hang out with you or talk to you or whatever. And she just wants to know everything about it. And about 20 minutes into your, uh, your kind of going into more of the details, she stands up all of a sudden and she says, we never had tea. And she like tries to get you to follow her to okay. her tea cabinet. Okay. So she opens up this uh, door on the, at the base of the stairs and it slides open all silently and beautifully. There's a whole tea set in there and she, she uh, waves a few levers and it starts to instantly heat up. It's like an espresso machine for tea. And she puts in her cup and she gets a cup and she hands you the saucer and the cup. And then she says, would you like one lump or two? Uh, I don't know what that means. Two? <laughs> she reaches in with the, the sugar and dips it in your glass and stirs it a little bit. And then she taps the spoon onto the uh, teapot. Mm-hmm. And the whole chamber spins and rotates. And all of a sudden, you're facing this doorway into a uh, subterranean lair. And all these beautiful like uh, sconces light up all the way down, and she uh, encourages you to follow her down. Um, I do so. Okay, you come down, and it's this beautiful like if you'd imagine Martha Stewart set up a wizard alchemy lab. It's like that. Everything's <laughs> beautifully bespoke and and well organized. And you look at the far wall, and there's it's there's like twenty feet around it. That's totally like the rest of this area is all kind of piles and boxes and things and storage units and at the end there's just 20 empty feet of space and the white wall with a a faint line in the shape of a door and then like what looks like a welcome mat in front of it and she goes over and sets down her tea and she goes well go on go on uh okay uh, oh, oh, wait, there's just one more thing. And she rummages around in her stuff and she uh, pulls out this crazy ass looking pair of gloves. They're almost like uh, like oven mitts uh, with with like diamond stitching, like a Spider-Man outfit. And she hands you these gloves and she says, these are simply amazing. Uh, I enchanted them about 15 years ago. And I'll tell you. I've always wanted to use them and never had the opportunity. And she hands them to you as if she's like just handing you a pair of uh, pinking shears or something. No big deal. Okay. Okay. And so I, I put them on. Okay. You slide them on and they effortlessly shrink down to fit your hand perfectly. And uh, I mean, you've heard the phrase fits like a glove, but this fits like, like a glove that shrunk to fit my hands like butter it's wonderful feels perfect and you reach down and touch the cold stone of a workbench and it's like nice and warm and toasty and she says it's not just warm on your hands girl it also changes with whatever power you're using uh i know you're a a changeling uh try it now um i'm sorry what oh come on just try it i've got i'll keep your secret safe don't worry Okay. Now, normally when you chameleon, does it go all over your clothes or is it just your skin? It's just my skin. Okay, cool. Well, you want to try it now? Yeah. Okay, so you put your hand down against the stone workbench and it completely disappears. It's amazing. And uh, at the same time, you feel it like almost like drawing energy out of the stone and you, you feel the stone almost becomes like spongy, like flesh. And these little blue lines start to, to appear and disappear on the back of the glove. And you f- feel as if it's charged up some kind of power. And then she points at a, like what looks like a dartboard right across from you, about 20 feet against a wall. And she says, try it. She's so excited. Okay. <laughs> Just point. Squeeze, squeeze three fingers, the other three fingers into your palm. It just discharges just like that. So like I make a gun shape with my hand. Uh-huh. Okay. Go. Okay. You do it. And as soon as all three pads of your fingers are touching, wherever your finger was pointing is fucking zapped. 
this blue I light probably goes, I probably did it on accident at first like I was like okay I put all three <laughs> fingers and then I like shoot feeling and I'm like god <laughs> <laughs> some beautiful fabric comes down because she's like carpeted the ceiling with fucking uh, uh some more Martha Stewart shit <laughs> <laughs> and like scarred fabric has fallen down and she's oh. <gasps> Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't worry about a thing. It, it's not actually supposed to burn, though. Uh, I might need to do some calibration. You know what? Just just be advised that it might scorch someone's skin a little bit, but it will definitely put them on their ass. And she pats you <laughs> on the arm and like laughs and giggles, and then she goes, "Oh, the door!" And you see the line is like starting to light up red, and she goes, oh, "It's time." Well, go. Oh, okay. And and I I go, I guess. Okay, she pats you on your back and she's like giggling. She's so excited. She looks like 13 even though she's maybe 80. <laughs> All right, as you walk closer to the door, the line gets brighter and brighter and brighter until it's the same kind of intensity as that red light that was above the house. And you feel the wherever the key is in your gear like start to heat up and pulse. Uh, probably in my, just like my little adventuring sack or like one of my little saddlebags or whatever. So I guess I'm going to pull it out. All right. You pull it out and uh, you see a keyhole appear on the right side of the door. I use the key. Okay. You hear her whispering or murmuring behind you something as you put in the key. You don't recognize it, but it, it sounds almost like another language maybe. Uh, behind me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to turn around. Okay, you look back around, and she's still whispering, and she gives you, like, the, the hand wave, like, go on, turn the turn the key. Oh, okay, so I do it. Okay, you turn the key, and her words get a little bit louder, and it's almost like she said something like, uh, bear her safely on her journey. A journey? Uh, Where am I going? And then, uh, and then um, let victory be hers hosanna and then the door flies open and almost like it's almost like it flew off its hinges and you see wind and clouds and shit and you're like what oh no and you fly through the door uh the key like gripped in your hand like like bloody murder and you stumble and jostle and shake and all of a sudden you look down and you realize you're strapped into some kind of medieval torture device or something. There's the back of a chair in front of you, and somebody's laughing in your ear to the left, and you realize it's a it's a man, but kind of with a high voice. And outside to your right is just the open sky, and then you see some land starting to appear. Have you ever flown or been up really high? Like personally or Seraph? Seraph. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, for sure. Uh, no, never. She's never like flown in an airship or anything. It's mostly just been like land travel. Okay, so this is terrifying. And then uh, the guy pats you on the arm, like a friendly, like he 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 recognizes you kind of arm pat. Oh, is this that same dude? Uh, no, you look over and you see a cheesy balding guy with glasses, and he's giggling and laughing. He's so excited. He has a a vertically striped shirt over a big gut and there's no weapons anywhere he looks totally open and exposed like like he could have his you could gut him right from here and like he'd never be the wiser (laughs) and then outside past him it's more sky and all that shit and you realize you're turning and you're tilting so that you are sliding towards him and he reaches out his arms like he's going to hug you. And then off to your right, you see in front of those seats, there's other people and they're kind of murmuring into, into sort of skinny helmets around their faces. And out through that area, you see Sky. And then as they tilt, you fall almost into his lap and he, he like cups one of your boobs and like giggles some more like, can you believe it? This is so great. I can't believe we're up in a helicopter. And you look. I'm sorry. Where see, are we? You, you see this stretching, yawning expanse of land. All these boats, like as far as the eye can see, just 
boats and buildings and buildings so tall you, you've never seen anything like it. Taller than any castle tower. Taller than mountains, it seems. And one island all by itself, there is a giant goddess, green with bits of white, staring out into the vast ocean to your left and or behind the whatever you're in vessel. And she's holding aloft an unlit torch. And it's then that you see, as you're going closer, you see people on the ground around it must be in worship. They're going inside and out of it. You even see them up inside the torch. And, and it's buffeting. And it's, it's then that you realize that your stomach is feeling queasy. Roll a brawn plus biology check. A brawn and what? Biology, which you don't have. <laughs> so it'll be, oh, so it'll three. be a three-card flip. Okay. Uh, one success. Okay, you feel like you're about to Ralph, and then you lean back, and this guy's coming in for a kiss. Oh, my God. Get it. No. I'm going to... I black. bail. Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I'm strapped in, but, like, anything that I can do, like, you know when you are getting, like, tickled, and you, like, involuntarily move? Like, that's what's happening right now. Like, absolutely not, and I just, like, bail. So as the credits roll, all the people hear is you thrashing around trying to like get out of this thing, Just and the like guy escaping. like, "Honey, honey, well, calm down. What's going on?" Yeah. And I'm like, "No." You okay back there, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is the War for the Tower, Brittany Swenson. That was awesome. Uh, how do people listen to your show? The Forge. Um, so you can listen on iTunes. You just look up. The Forge, or um, you can find us on Podbean as well. Nice. And do you have a Facebook page or a, or anything like that? Instagram. The Facebook page is well. The Facebook page, the Instagram, the Twitter are all similar. Um, it's just Guild of Misfits Games. Nice. Um, and then we oh, also that's have... right because you guys make board games as well. Uh huh. Yeah. So we have like an overall Facebook page, and then we are on Tumblr as uh, the Forge Cast is the the URL. Um, and you're also my co-moderator over there at the Trap Society. Definitely come over to that Facebook page. It's the Tabletop RPG Actual Play Podcast Society. And then uh, find us on Twitter. Uh, I think, did I go with It's a Trap? What is it? Let me, I, I got Twitter Society. right here. I find it. We'll Tra- figure it out, guys. <laughs> or, uh, and, and yeah, talk to us. Hashtag us. It's a trap. If you if you <laughs> love role playing podcasts, or if you have one, or if you want help starting one, all that stuff, and uh, that's kind of what happened with this. Ty over at Side Character Quest is a member, and he suggested he wanted to play in New York City. Boom! Guess what? Seraph's in New York City. So oh, uh, that's good to know. She doesn't know that or what that means, but here we yeah. are. So hopefully, uh, Ty will join us. We've got uh, Matt from Sea Dogs. We've got. Uh, uh, Chase from uh, Another Path, uh, Steve and Anthony from my show Shattered Worlds RPG, and I'm, I think we're going to get even one or two more. So I'm really excited. All and right, of course, sweet. If you guys want to, if you guys want a guest on that show, holler at your boy. All right, thank you so much. This was great. Talk to you soon. See ya. You know how some people can throw their voices? We, I can throw my body. Nice. <laughs> I've got you on like my whole screen, but I have all of my stuff. <laughs> I have my stuff on this, so I don't need that. I just don't know if it's like an issue with my computer or if it's an issue with Hangouts. Uh, could somebody have set a thing on your computer where the webcam just doesn't work? It is possible. It was the FBI. <laughs> I thought maybe somebody paranoid about the FBI. <laughs> I've been there before. Can you, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Can you hear me? Well, I would have had to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. One night I got really stoned and made a map of my ideas for the Dark Tower. And it's uh-huh. insane. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll take a picture of it and put it on the website because it's hilarious.
Uh, so there were slave uprisings. Oh, jeez. Watching someone try to remain calm as dogs bust by on a podcast is the best. <laughs> I'm just like, this is happening. It's fine. Roscoe, why are you being a shit? We're in the the black market city of Jessup's Hold. Is that right? Or Jessup's Hold? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it whole? Mm-hmm. Whole. Yes, H-O-L-E. What did you think of your first time playing Space Kings? That was fun. Oh, yeah. So you can... Motherfuckers, you tiny assholes. Why do you hate me? Let's get started. Cue the theme. I don't know. There should be a cool theme song right here. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, go. We'll be right back with the exciting adventures in the war for the tower. Sometimes I can hold them, so I'm going to hold one and, and uh, whip it out later. <laughs> thanks for playing, Brittany. That was awesome. Yeah, thanks for uh, taking, you know, like six hours of our whole lives to do this. <laughs> yes. And next time I will know how Discord chatting works. <laughs> That was fun.